The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Freedom's Disciple. On demand. On the Blaze Radio Network. And I got a question which I answered um, privately in a Facebook message. But the, the person's obviously a fan of the Blaze and Turley. He says, you know, I heard you talk about change being such big and the world is changing so quickly. And I hear Glenn talk about the same thing. Can you give me just why in detail what exactly is changing so rapidly? So I just want to give you a quick snapshot of the world. Because we're changing really, really quickly. And I don't think we're having principled debates around the change that's going to happen. So in the world in general, which will affect everyone, I'm going to make this about foreign policy in a minute, but just look at the world in general, how much change we're having. We're in the, we see a world today called cryptocurrency. And it's starting to, there's a big debate becoming in cryptocurrency and it's going to come in mainstream. You saw the first shot, um, if you follow this very closely, you saw the first shot, uh, an economic advisor, um, he serves on some council, he served under Bill Clinton, basically said, you know what, Bitcoin serves no value, it should be banned. You're going to see, as Bitcoin keeps growing and growing and growing and cryptocurrency keeps growing and growing, you're going to see those in power who always want to control things say, that should be banned, that should be regulated. You're also seeing things with robots, and two sides of robots. One, you're seeing the, the, the reports, which we'll discuss in future weeks, of how many jobs are going to be lost because of, of robot technology and robots taking your jobs. But you're also seeing it on the other side where... I don't want to discuss this, but if, you, if you're following the news, you see this, where people are now using um, robots for sex. I, I think I heard, I, I don't know whether this is new or not, I don't follow this scene very closely, so excuse my ignorance, um, but there's now a new term, digisexual or something, digisex. It's, I had to Google it because I was like, what the hell is this now? And these, all these terms, I'm, I'm like, I'm really like a six-year-old child. I'm like, what does this mean? You know, all these letters, the alphabet. Oh, we've added a new thing. What's this? Oh, okay, i got to Google it. And then I'm like, oh, God. But yeah, I think it's digisex or digi- digisexual or something. And basically, it's where you're, you know, you're attracted to a robot. Um, we're having these changes in our world. You're seeing trade fundamentally change. And you've seen this more over the last 10 years, but it's going to get even more and more. So two types of trade is changing. One, again, I don't want to discuss the pros and cons of this, but you're seeing these arguments. You're seeing a more protective, protectionist policy um, where trade is now kind of up for discussion. You're seeing this with Donald Trump and China. You're seeing this with Donald Trump and Mexico to pay for the wall. You're also seeing it in Europe right now where, because Britain decided to leave the European Union, trade is one of the big things. Well, can you, can you leave the European Union and then still want to be part of the trade and the trade agreements? You're seeing that as a bargaining chip. So you're seeing trade fundamentally be up for discussion. And if you believe in free trade, that can be kind of scary to you. But you're also seeing trade change in another way, and it's in the local community. What you're seeing is you look at, um, I think it was about two months ago, maybe more, maybe less, Amazon bought Whole Foods. What you're seeing is how we fundamentally trade is different. You know, the old days of going to, you know, the, the local store, the local mom and pop store, the going down to Kmart um, and going filling your trolley. Those days are kind of been reduced and more and more and reduced because we're buying more and more stuff online. You know, Christmas shopping. 
You know, you can literally do your Christmas shopping on, on one site now, Amazon. You mightn't get everything you want, but you'll get the vast majority. The old days, if you go back 10 years ago, you used to have to go to a mall, and you'd have to go to Sears, and you'd have to go to Penny's, and you'd have to go to Century 21. You'd have to go to Kmart. You'd have to go to Walmart. You'd have to go to a, a, a runner shop for all your f- different things. You'd have to go to the electronics store. You'd have to go to Best Buy. Now you can literally just go on the internet from the comfort of your own home on your tablet. Buy that, buy that, buy that. Ship to my house. You're seeing fundamental trade change. You're seeing cars change. Where we're in the next 5, 10, 20, it might be 30 years. It's, I doubt it's going to be longer. I think it's going to be very much shorter. On self-driving cars. So our world is changing. Our world is changing very rapidly. But let's go to foreign policy, which is where I want to discuss. And we can discuss all of those issues that I just brought up in more in detail going forward. But one of the reasons I came back was because I was looking at the world and I was looking at the arguments based. And I'm looking at the world today and all I see is tyranny advancing. And government is the only answer. That seems to be the consensus of the vast majority of people around the world. Anytime we see a problem, government's the answer. But also I'm looking around at society, and I include America in this, where socialism and progressivism is becoming more and more socially acceptable. It's becoming more and more credible. You know, well, well, maybe socialism, there's something to it. You know, I see this argument, it always frightens the hell out of me, where, you know, someone comes up at a gun and they found socialism and kind of go, well, look, I know socialism hasn't worked in the past, but, you know, what if we did this version of it? This version would work. No, it won't. And we can discuss why in, in future shows. But also, I always find it frustrating, and I never know how to say this, because if you, if you don't like me, this is very easy to, to take out of context. The world hates Hitler. Rightfully so. Hitler is a horrific barbarian. On, on the, 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 uh, if we were to do a Mount Rushmore of bad people, Hitler would be there. Bad, bad, bad guy. But yet, we get outraged over Hitler. Yet, if I go and, and said to the media today, or, or to, to certain parts of culture, well, you know, what about Mao? Huh? Who? What about Posh? Huh? Who? Huh? Who? Who's that? What about Stalin or Lenin? Uh, 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 uh. Hey, let me go to a more one. Hey, what about Shay? Oh, he's cool. I love him. He's a revolutionary. I got me Shay shirt. It's brilliant. Uh huh. We are seeing Hitler's bad. Hitler's outraged. But anyone else that's bad is uh, either I don't know or Shay's cool. I love Shay. Shay's wonderful. Shay's my hero. He's a revolutionary. Hmm. Yeah, you're the guy, you're the person who probably talks about how people like me hate gays, right? Yeah, yeah, you hate, you right-wing nutbags, you you hate the gays. You hate the gays, but Shay, I love Shay, he's a revolutionary, I love him, brilliant guy. Wish I could have met him. Mm-hmm. We're seeing this, where, you know, one person is demonized from society, rightfully so, but we don't demonize other people from society, we don't share the history. We need to share that history. Because our world is becoming more and more around government and more around socialism and control. But you're also seeing the world change rather dramatically overnight. Look at the last two years. We're having revolts in different countries. You saw this in Britain first with Brexit. You saw them leave the European Union. 
And the reason they left the European Union was, obviously there are many reasons, but one was they wanted to control their own borders. You saw, you saw this recently, and you're seeing this. This is a big issue in Europe right now, and it, no one knows how it's going to end out. It could end really, really bad, the issue in Catalonia and Spain, where they said, we want to be free. We want, don't want to be part of Spain anymore. You saw this in the Middle East as well, which very few people reported on in Kurdistan. They want their own chunk of independence. You see this in America. You see this in California, CalExit. You saw this in, in different movements in Europe, with France doing their own exit and, and Dutch doing their own exit and are talking about it. You're seeing revolts around. Also, if you're looking on the horizon of future ones that you're going to see, a big issue that should be discussed in mainstream media today is a potential revolt that affects America dramatically. And I can guarantee you, I don't see anyone talking about it. And if they are, I don't know who you are. If, they, if you know someone talking about this, please send them to me, because I'd love to hear what they say. The revolt within NATO. Because the issue in NATO is Turkey. You look at what's happening in Turkey right now, and Erdogan, is that really part of NATO? What happens? Because bear in mind, if someone attacks a NATO ally, all of NATO has to defend it. And you see what Turkey's doing right now? You, you, that's a big issue that needs to be discussed. You look around the world. Let's just give, give a very quick snapshot of all the changes around the world. You look at what's happening this week in North Korea, where they launched another ballistic missile. That is changing. That is, that's gone from, I thought it was kind of simmering down to, it just got ratcheted up a lot. Where Donald Trump is now meeting with the, pre, uh, is talking a lot with the Chinese premier, trying to find a way to, to, to deal with this. There are more sanctions coming on the way. This is going to be an interesting issue, how it's going to be dealt with. You look at um, China. China is... It's very interesting to watch how they're, what they're doing to their currency, what they're doing um, with the hacks. Um, but uh, the hacks goes more, much further and China goes to North Korea as well. You're looking at Russia expand. Russia has an expanded presence in Europe right now. Again, no one ever talks about this. Everyone thinks the Ukrainian issue is just dead because I never hear a story about it. Europe is in an ongoing war right now, or part of Europe is, and Europe isn't responding. You're looking at your Russia taking a more and more advanced step in the Middle East. And the Middle East is on fire. The Middle East over the last two, three weeks has changed, dramatically so. And even over the last two months has changed. You're looking at terrorism become more and more accepted, more and more norm. And I, when I say accepted, I don't mean that, well, as terrorism is okay. It's we've lost the shock factor. I'd ask you just to think back. Where were you on 9-11? And when you saw what happened on 9-11, can you remember the shock that you felt? The, oh my God, the world is ending. Do you remember that shock? That you knew that when you saw what you witnessed on 9-11, you literally knew, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and I'm going to wake up in a brand new world tomorrow. That fear, that, 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 the horror, the pain and suffering of all the families, all those emotions. Now look fast forward to today when we have terrorist attacks. It's like, it's sad, it's horrific, we call it out, but it's kind of become part of the norm because it's, not longer, it's no longer shock value because it's just, oh, well, another person has drove, driven his car on, into public people in, in London. Oh, that's really sad. 
oh, there's another bomb on a train. Oh, that's really bad. We need to stop that. But it's it's become part of the norm. But also, look at what's happened in the last couple of weeks. If, I don't know if you've been following this. The world has changed, and Ireland was part of this. Um, there was a major issue in Ireland where it was looking very likely. Odds on favoured up until this Monday just, just passed that there was going to be a snap general election right before Christmas. So Ireland had, had relative peace. Then all of a sudden an issue came up, which I don't want to get involved in, that, but basically it involved the Justice Minister and, the, and the, the Deputy Prime Minister, and they voted no confidence, and it was looking like a snap election. And it was going to be a low turnout election, and my biggest fear has always been a certain party getting in power in Ireland. But also, in the last couple of weeks, you've seen Zimbabwe change. You've seen Zimbabwe take out one of the worst, most evil despots in Robert Mugabe. But here's the thing, who's replaced him? When I'm talking about this snapshot, and I know I've bombarded you with a lot, but I'm just trying, this is, this is actually another foundation stone for where we're going in the new year. But when I look at the world today, I'd ask you just to look at the world the way I've just described on it, depending on your knowledge, if, you're, if you love foreign policy or not. But just ask yourself a question. Where are the shoots of freedom growing? Where has freedom been advanced? Where are we having discussions, not about empowering government, but empowering the individual? Where are we calling out the despots and the, the horrific, horrific people? Where are we calling out Hitler? Where, obviously, part of society does that all the time. But where are we calling out Mao? Where are we calling out Pot? Where are we calling out Stalin? Where are we calling out ISIS? And been really serious about it. Because here's the truth. Everyone loved the news the other day about Mugabe stepping down. Everyone was so excited about him stepping down. Everyone's like, yeah, freedom! The guy who replaced him. I want to quote something from an article. How tipped the Daily Mail. It is hereby declared that February 21st of every year, henceforth, shall be a public holiday known to be known as the Robert Mugabe National Youth Day. They cited a government gazette. Is that freedom? That you get rid of one of the worst despots in, in world history, but also in your own history? And then the guy who replaces him oversees this and basically says, yeah, we're going to make him a, a public holiday. And it doesn't stop there. They're also building a university. And they're doing a lot of other stuff. And they, I think they've named an airport after him as well. Here's what should happen. If you, know, if you said, John, you have power for today, what would you do? I would build a statue of Mugabe. And I would have the biggest plaque going. And I'd put it in public squares. And the plaque would read as following. This is Robert Mugabe. He was the quote-unquote leader of Zimbabwe for the following years. He is one of the world's worst despots. Never, ever forget him. Because if you do, someone will rise up and become even worse than him. And will take power. We as a world must never forget those who committed heinous crimes. But we also must never forget history. Because if we forget history, we will surely repeat it. Thank you and hope you enjoyed this short clip from last week's show. If you want more content based around America being an exceptional idea, 
eternal principles and searching for self-evident truths, then please subscribe to my show called Freedom's Disciple, which is available for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.